0: Welcome to joyful marketing. I'm Simone Soul and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about podcasting and my top tips on podcasting on my podcast. feels a little meta, but I don't really haven't really talked about it yet. And as my podcast is actually a big part of my platform, and it is a big part of my marketing, I figured I should talk about it. And especially, you know, there are times when, you know, I'll be answering questions from people or my clients, and I am reminded of how much bullshit (laughs) that's out there in terms of like, you know, Ideas that people have about podcasting and marketing, things that people teach about podcasting and marketing where I think is just so stupid and toxic. And I just vehemently disagree. And I was like, I should set the record straight on what I believe about podcasting and what I think it, you know, how you should do it and how to make it work. So I was like, I'm just going to get on my soapbox and tell you all my thoughts about podcasting and my best advice for how to make it work. So. Just a little bit of a background on my podcast. I started it uh, three years ago-ish, and I think it's been very successful. And the, the way I measure success is that one, I have consistently had so much fun with it. I always have fun with it. And the body of work that I built on my podcast really does feel like a genuine representation of who I am and how my thoughts have evolved over time. You know, there's some things I look back at and I'm like, oh, if I were talking about that today, I talk about that differently or I would say that differently. But whatever I said, whatever I taught at the time was the best that I had to offer at the time. And I'm like, I really see, you know, the evolution of a mind, of a coach, of a teacher, as a human being. And I'm like, I'm so proud of what I created, you know, not because everything was perfect, not because everything is the best, but because everything is me and it feels really authentic to me, and that to me is the biggest measure of success and Of course, this podcast has gotten so much feedback from so many people saying that it is helping you so much and it's you know changing lives and My favorite thing to hear is that my free podcast you know feel has done more for people than lots of expensive courses they paid for. I love hearing that that feels like a really big success to me, and of course, there's a number of stuff. I haven't checked in a really long time, but I do know that for a good while, my podcast was consistently in the top 20 in the marketing category in the US. And for someone who never really aspired to that kind of thing, just because I didn't, you know, it's not something that I was trying to go for, because mostly because I didn't even know it was possible for me, (laughs) that felt pretty cool. So I think I probably have some useful things to say about podcasting. And well, that was already too long of a prelude. Let's get right to it. So here are my top tips on podcasting. Number one, there's no wrong time to start one and don't start one to quote unquote, get clients. Don't start it because you think it's a magical solution that's gonna make you, you know, establish you as an authority in the field or, you know, thought leadership. And I mean, please. (laughs) I think when you start off, you know, I'm, I call it a transactional way. Like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna pump out a number of episodes for in, in this amount of time, and then it's gonna bring me this kind of business. Like that is a transactional way of looking at it. And w- like, the number one reason I recommend against it is because it's not, it's not fun. Oh my gosh! I think the number one, re- I keep saying number one reason. <laughs> I think the number one reason that my podcast has been so successful over time is because I have so much fun with it that I'm able to do it consistently week after week for years. And it doesn't feel like work. And the reason that it doesn't feel like work is because I'm not doing it with an agenda like this needs to bring me clients, right? That lightness of like, I'm just doing this to express myself. I'm just doing this to because I like getting on my soapbox and talking about ideas that are important to me. Like, That internal reason is the reason that I'm able to show up again and again and again. You know, I have an ADHD brain. The minute you put an agenda to something like this thing I do must bring me clients. It must, you know, meet a certain standard to establish me as an authority. Just like talking about it makes me, it's so much pressure. That pressure drains the fun, drains the creativity and drains the kind of energy that comes from your heart that is necessary for you to be added week after week after week after week, even when you're tired, even when you're exhausted, all this stuff, like that kind of genuine heartfelt consistency that comes from your heart is not created when there's this pressure of like, this podcast must produce something, right? It's reminding me of the part in the, my, one of my favorite books of all time, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, where I'm going to butcher the way she said it because the way she said it is like so funny and brilliant and beautiful. But it's basically like asking your art. She's saying asking your art to pay the bills and to take care of you is like terrible. Like the goddess of art gets offended. Right. And she's talking about in the context of like writing and any other creative pursuit. And I think podcasting is very creative pursuit. And I agree, the goddess of creativity, the creativity that it takes to, create, you know, produce a podcast, the goddess of creativity gets offended when you are like, okay, now pay the bills, please. Right? I really believe that. And so doing it to get clients is a horrible reason to start a podcast, Most, mostly because it's going to make it hard for you to stay with it when it's not bringing you clients right away or for a long time, which mine didn't at first either, right? You got to do it for internal reasons that aren't going to go away when you have a bad week or a bad month or, you know, when it has to be internal reasons that that matter to you that are resonant. No matter what, that's what's going to make you resilient and consistent. And, you know, being resilient, consistent with it is what builds a body of work. It's what creates success, right? So, I think the best reasons to start a podcast are, as I said before, because you have an itch to express yourself. You have a desire as a human being to express yourself because you have ideas that are worth sharing. Did you hear me? I'm going to repeat that. You, my friend, have ideas worth sharing. You, my friend, your thoughts are valuable. Your voice is valuable. And you deserve to take up space in the world with your voice. Your voice deserves to be out there. Your thoughts matter. Your ideas matter. And let's get them out there. And we can. We have this incredible technology that makes it super easy to get your voice out there, to get your thoughts out there. And it's called podcasting, right? I think that is the best reason to do a podcast because it feels good for humans to express themselves. And because your ideas matter and your thoughts are valuable. And I'm kind of repeating these sentences because I want to embed them deeply in your subconscious mind. (laughs) Your ideas matter. Your thoughts are valuable. Your voice deserves to take up space in the world. Best reasons to start a podcast. And of course, I always say the only way to find your voice is to use your voice. Podcasting is just another way to use your voice. Your voice isn't something that's like out there lost in the woods. You have to like go out looking for it because it's missing. No, your voice is something that you create by using it again and again and again. So if you podcast week after week after week, right? You put your ideas out there. You are literally using your voice. After a while, no matter what, you're going to have cultivated your voice. You're going to be a better communicator. You're going to be a better storyteller. You're going to be a better teacher. Of ideas. And that's very worthwhile. So these are the internal reasons that I think are the best reasons to start a podcast. So if you resonate with these reasons, please go start a podcast. Your ideas are worth, worth, worth sharing. You, your voice is valuable. Your voice deserves to take up space in the world. Your thoughts are valuable. Let us hear them. Okay. I'm repeating them for a reason. (laughs) I want to be a broken record in your brain, reminding you of these important truths about the value of your voice. So that's tip number one. Don't do it to get clients. Do it for internal reasons. Number two, please don't overthink the topic, the title, that don't worry about having to position it just perfectly. Don't worry about any of it lower the stakes for yourself, okay? I'm going to teach you my trick for how I was able to get this podcast started and how I'm able to get it going, you know, despite my massively ADHD brain. The way I've thought about my podcast, the only way I could have gotten it started from the beginning is, here's my thought. I'm like, you know what? There are so many things that I could talk about for like five to ten minutes. (laughs) There's... So many things like I have thoughts, I have opinions, I have takes on things that I, whatever it is, there are so many things I could just talk about for five to 10 minutes. And boom, that's a podcast episode. I'm going to find things that I want to talk about for five minutes, 10 minutes. It's a podcast episode. And that you see, you see my attitude about it. That lightness is what got me creating a lot in the beginning, And it's still what gets me creating. If I had this expectation, right, like I'm going to pull together a podcast that has incredibly valuable, life-changing ideas that are going to position me as an authority in my field and also be a client-generating blah, 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 I would have never, ever, ever, ever started this podcast in a million years And I, even if I did somehow, I would never have been able to keep it up because my brain hates pressure. All of that, like this podcast, like must be that, like (laughs) the best way to get me to not do something is to create the pressure for me to have to do it. (laughs) Right? Like under that, those high standards and expectation, I would have never found the creativity, the energy, the lightness, the desire to just get in front of a mic, talk, Hit record. No, I guess you should hit record before you talk. (laughs) And then hit publish, right? So this is my attitude in the beginning. It's still my attitude. When I think about podcasting, I'm like, you know what? There's so many things I could talk about for five minutes, 10 minutes. I'm going to talk about it, and then I'm going to hit post. And you're like, but Simone, your episodes aren't five, 10 minutes. They're long. And what I say to that is true. That's because once I start talking, you can't shut me up. Turns out I'm always like, oh yeah, this is like a five-minute thing I want to talk about. And then it ends up being like an hour. But that's just because I'm long-winded and inconcise, okay? Let me tell you something. There's no rule that says you gotta do long podcasts. In fact, a lot of people prefer very short podcasts. For every person who like enjoys, you know, listening to an hour-long podcast, there's probably like three more people who are like, who has the time? Like, I'm on the go. I gotta do a million things. Can I, can somebody just Give me something to listen to that's like short, that I can fit in between errands. That's like 10 minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Some of my favorite podcasts are like five minutes long. So if that's, if you're feeling like I could do that, I could talk about something, anything for five minutes. I could do that over and over. You already in real life, you talk about things, topics for five minutes at a time, at least. The only difference is it's not recorded, right? So you probably have, if you are thinking about podcasting, you probably have a general idea of what you want to talk about. You know, it could be something as general and open-ended as like how to have a better life or how to feel more inner peace or whatever the topic is. I'm going to ask you to do this. Within that, that larger topic, right? It could be a very large general topic. Just right now, like just think of or jot down some things around that, topics or whatever, that you could talk about for three minutes, that you could talk about for five minutes, like a story you can tell for five minutes about some aspect of whatever it is, an idea, an opinion you have, whatever it is where you're like, oh, I could talk about that for three minutes. I could talk about that for five minutes. You know, if you have something nearby where you can write, jot down like five ideas where I could, you know, five ideas, each of which you can probably talk about for, for three to five minutes. There it is. There are your episodes. That's it, my friends. It is that simple, okay? And if you're like me, once you start talking, it can get (laughs) long-winded. But please don't sit down and be like, I have to produce a high-value, you know, professional podcast that's 30 minutes long because that's what experts say. (laughs) Fuck that. Make it easy. You know, fuck the rules. And make it something where it feels like so low stakes that you can do it even on a bad day, even on a bad week. That's my secret for having gotten started and being so consistent with it. Whenever my brain w- doesn't want to do it, I'm like, "Eh, it always works. I remind myself Simone does not have to be brilliant, does not have to be an hour long. There's something. There's always something where your mouth can run off for 3 to 5 minutes, go do it." I'm like, "Okay, that's something I can do, right?" So That sounds low-key, my friends, but it's actually a genius technique and it's a genius frame to get your brain to do things that matter to you. Lower the stakes, right? Okay, so the next tip that I have is please go low-tech. Please be scrappy about it. Don't make it perfect and professional and polished. Please don't spend money on professional producing, production, whatever unless you have cash to burn. If you have cash to burn, then who cares? Spend all the money, do all the things, who cares? But if you don't have cash to burn, and I did definitely did not have cash to burn when I was starting this podcast, I go low tech and go scrappy like I did. Here's what I mean by that. A lot of people are like, how do you start a podcast? Like, what's the technology behind it? And listen, I'm terrible with technology. And I Googled how to start a podcast And I read what Google showed me for a few minutes, and I followed the instructions. I forget what the instructions were now, but it's actually pretty simple. And I had to, you know, learn how to do like the most basic audio editing in the universe, right? Where I can kind of like cut parts out and splice parts together. I taught myself the most rudimentary audio editing by Googling how to Do simple audio edit, something like that. And I've, you know, there were recommendations for the best kind of programs for it. I picked whatever was the most universal and simple. And it took me like probably like 15, 20 minutes to learn how to do the most basic audio editing. That's how I got started. Like none of this shit is rocket science. None of this shit is fancy coding. All of it is so easy. Like you, any like technical parts of podcasting, if I can Google it and follow instructions and figure it out, so can you. You do not need professional production. And listen, I'm saying this as somebody who has a professional producer and loves her professional production company. (laughs) Shout out to Digital Freedom Productions. I'm sorry. I just know them by their names. My producers who helped me, Pavel and Devin. Thank you. I love you. You guys are amazing. But Guess what? I didn't hire them until I don't remember exactly the number, but like I was like a hundred episodes in, maybe even more, but like a buttload of episodes, and I didn't hire them until I was almost at a million dollars of annual revenue. I had had so much money, I was like, "Hmm, probably just you know fun to invest in professional production," even though I had a super successful podcast without it, even though I was making boatloads of money without it. And you know what I was doing before I had, you know, followed the instructions of my producer and bought like a fancy mic and everything. I recorded everything on my iPhone. I did everything that probably experts would tell you not to do is that I recorded like shitty, like audio quality. Well, it's not that shitty, like whatever. You know, the voice notes app on your phone that gets you in the iPhone, like the most basic like recording app, like that comes built into the iPhone. I use that for dozens of my earliest episodes. And guess what? Nobody complained. Nobody was like, oh my God, your voice quality is so terrible. I can't listen to it. Until I mentioned it, a lot of people were like, wow, I would have never, I never noticed it. I would have never thought it was, you know, like bad quality. It gets the job done phones are very sophisticated nowadays. You do not, don't use like, oh, I need a fancy mic and I need a whatever, blah, 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 to as a reason to procrastinate. You have an incredible piece of technology in your hands. It's called your phone and it can record your voice. Use that. That's what I mean by low tech and scrappy. Again, if you have lots of money, you have cash to burn, Go, hire a production, hire a designer, hire, like, I made my own podcast, like, cover all the art, all the design around it on Canva, and I'm not particularly a great designer. It just had to have my face on it and and letters that say what it was, and in the beginning, I think my podcast was called Fearless on Social Media or something. (laughs) I don't even remember. It feels, like, so long ago, even though it's not really... Uh, That brings me to another point is that your podcast is allowed to evolve. Like I changed the name of my podcast like twice, I think. And my voice, my style has evolved a lot. And that's how it should be. So don't put the pressure on yourself to figure out the perfect, you know, angle, the perfect title, the perfect whatever, you can always change it. People do it all the time. Even very like established, quote unquote, successful people. In fact, I am going to do be doing another major podcast rebrand pretty soon. So that's coming. You're allowed to change your mind. Some of the most interesting creative people do it all the time. So just pick something. This all going under the umbrella of like, make it easy, make it low tech, make it simple, be scrappy about it. You don't need anything fancy. And know that you can grow into, you know, having more complicated stuff if you want, but it's never necessary. People forget that the most important part of podcasting is your thoughts meeting the world, your voice meeting the world, going into the ears of people who value, hearing what you have to say. And everything outside of that, you know, professional design, professional production, marketing strategy, whatever, it's just extra, completely unnecessary extra. So focus on the quality of the communication. Focus on just, you know, using your voice and making your voice heard in the world. Everything else is gravy. All right. Okay. So the last bit of insight, unless I think of something else that I'm going to give you, is how to grow followers. I mean, listeners, I should say. I get lots of questions on this. Actually, that's not true. Do I get lots of questions on this? Well, I think I see a lots of people talking about it. And then I have opinions in my head like, that's stupid, but I don't say it out loud. But I'm going to say it out loud. A lot of advice out there about like how you need to market your podcast is simply untrue. And here's what I think has been the number one, you know, secret weapon for the amount of attention that my podcast has received and the success that it's created for my business is this. I focus on making this podcasting experience fun and meaningful for me. That's how I grow listeners week after week. That's how I turned my podcast into probably one of my top marketing channels. I did that by creating very high quality content consistently week after week after week where people can really get a sense of who I am. People get really useful ideas. My listeners feel like they have a true connection with me and I feel like I have a true connection with them. And guess how all of that is created, guess what makes all of that possible? The only reason, the only way that can be possible is because I do my podcasting in a way that's fun and meaningful for me. If there is a quote-unquote best practice about podcasting that makes it not fun for me, that I find annoying, and trust me, there's a lot of things that people say I need to do, I have to do, I should do, That'll be better for my business that I, you know, like, I don't even know, like, there's a whole list of things that I see being recommended all the time. And like, you know, I have had coaches tell me that I should do X, Y, Z with my podcast. I always use my body as a compass. If I feel like a pull towards it, if that sounds fun, if it sparks my curiosity and like, if I'm like, that sounds, I want to do that, then I do that. And if it has the opposite effect, if it feels weird in my body, if I feel like that wouldn't be fun if it feels artificial, I don't do it. And because it's fun for me, because I intentionally make decisions, I almost want to say like I have like a discipline of fun, meaning I ruthlessly say no to everything that people want me to do. That doesn't sound fun to me. Even when it's hard to say no, even it's hard to trust my own instinct over what some expert told me, right? That's what I mean by like a discipline of fun. I. You know, to put it simply, I keep the podcasting experience fun for me. And because it's fun, I consistently show up with the kind of energy and creativity that creates great material that gets people listening again and again and pulling in their friends, recommending to their friends, sending to their friends to, hey, you got to listen to Simone's podcast. I think it's a 100% about my, the energy that I come from right? And yeah, sure. There's such a thing as quality. Like I think the ideas I share are really high quality. They're good ideas, but you have really high quality, good ideas too. And the only reason that I'm able to share my great valuable ideas again and again and again, is that I insist that this be a fun experience for me. So the way I make it fun is a lot of the stuff I already talked about, right? It's like, I keep my, the expectations really low, to me, it's always like, you know what, my podcast exists for me to just like be able to talk about something for three to five minutes, like whatever. The reason I do it is because I like expressing myself. It's not to use it as a marketing funnel for my business. It's not to whatever. It's not for any of the re- those reasons. I just like expressing myself. I just like sharing my ideas. And I have always have ideas to share. Like, those are the reasons that keep me going. That's what makes it fun for me. So what makes it fun for you? What what reasons to do it and what ways of doing it and what kind of low standards <laughs> creates that feeling in your body of like you're being pulled f- forward, like like you're drawn to it? Like what compels you? What makes you wanna get up out of out off your couch and wanna do it? Like what are those things? Right? What brings the ease? What brings the joy? What brings the lightness? Like think about those things when you're thinking about how to do your podcast. What to talk about, how to do it. And please ignore everyone's advice, even the most expert, whatever podcast, whatever, ignore everyone's advice about how things should be or how you should do it to capitalize on the whatever the fuck, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I have never done like an intentional like campaign to draw attention to my podcast. You know, I don't intentionally like try to go on other podcasts to like get more attention. I just, have fun with it week after week after week. And I think that is the number one key to, you know, getting a lot of listeners who really resonate with you and get value out of listening to you and with whom you can create great relationships. And to me, that is what it is all about. Make it light, make it fun, make it meaningful. And the quality that you're looking for, the consistency you're looking for, the creativity, and the brilliance you're looking for will automatically follow when you are having fun. So, my friends, I think that's a pretty good list of my top insights on how to do a great podcast wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey. I hope if you have the tug inside, if you feel that tug inside to express yourself through this medium, do it. You have my, not just have my encouragement, you have my blessing. Fuck everyone who says, oh, you have to be at this stage of business to do a podcast or you shouldn't start a podcast. Fuck, fuck all of them. Fuck all of them to hell. Okay. (laughs) You don't need a reason. You don't need guidelines. You don't need rules, you know, that gets in the way of you expressing your creativity. Go make your voice heard because your voice is valuable. Your thoughts are valuable and your ideas are worth sharing. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you next week.